Here we go, everybody. Welcome to another Downright Sports. It is Sunday, September 6th, and my name is Brent Reed. Today's show, All NBA. Uh, we're going to cover white privilege in the NBA. We're going to cover uh, do some analysts have zero idea what they're talking about. And we're going to uh, close the show with a little bit of a fast NFL preview. Uh, today's music will be exclusively by the one, the only, DJ Chase. DJ Chase! DJ Chase! DJ Chase! And his newly released album, Rich in Spirit, which you can download anywhere now. So we're going to get the show going and rolling. We're going to get the show off rolling uh, with uh, a, uh, a song off the album. It's Rich in Spirit from the new DJ Chase self uh Titled Rich in Spirit from what you just heard. I'm Brent Reed. This is Downright Sports, and it is way too early in the morning for me to be doing this show. Let's get it going, everybody. It is showtime. Uh. DJ Chase got beat. Uh huh. It's Johnny Floss. Yeah. Yes, this is how it starts. Uh huh. <laughs> It's Johnny Floss. Yo. It's time to apply pressure Every bar is felt Cause you get chills even if you read the letters Cut from that lyrical cloth You hear the texture, I'm too seasoned Level above salt and pepper Nah, that's not a diss at all The salt and pepper, so keep that narrative I ain't doing a Spinderella Get it? Salt and pepper Spinderella, lucky I don't DJ Bank on that like a teller I just keep it real, some people can't handle it You say I'm out of hand Well I tell you get a grip, aiming for the cheese who wouldn't want to be rich even alicia keys let you know she loves swiss and them too yes i admire but not for nothing i still think that mashonda is fire so i don't really know how she feel about actors might be done with producers but what about rappers no Welcome, 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 welcome. It is showtime, everybody. Welcome to an all-new Downright Sports, the radio podcast. I don't know why I like doing that, but it's fun. I'm your host, Brent Reed, and we're coming at you on September 6, 2020. It is the fall, everybody. And if you're in Virginia yesterday, it got chilly last night. <laughs> I Impromptu was out last night. I apologize. Back it up. I am really tired. It is your host, Brent Reed, Mr. Showtime himself, the notorious one, the sports critic. And today, I will be a true critic when it comes to sports. Facts don't, uh, excuse me, stats will not matter. It will be all opinion here today, kids. But um, inside the old personal life, I uh, last night was hanging out and about and um, was just, you know, um, you know, it was a, I want to get too inside baseball, but, you know, I had to go out and uh, I don't know where or, you know, who told uh, the fall to just show up, but the fall just showed up and uh, <laughs> it was chilly. I didn't have a jacket near me. I didn't have a, a Parker. I didn't have a, uh, a flock, nothing. I just was out there in the elements and it was it was getting there like i turned the heat on in the car last night it was, you know got a little chilly but i'm actually happy it was been a hot summer um i was hoping it was gonna be hot two more days i was trying to get in the pool just before they closed it up which is so you know but you, know, you gotta do what you gotta do it's like you know between if you live in the south you know between 
September to like damn near the first week of November. We're gonna have a lot of days. We're just gonna get hot for no reason. But you gotta close up. Nobody feels like cleaning it. You know what I'm saying? So it's it was nice while we had it. I actually got in the water a few times this year. Um, not as much as I wanted to because of my uh, my Achilles injury, but. We had, you know, I got in the pool, I went to the river, didn't swim in the river because, you know, I was a little nervous, I went to the beach, so, got out a little bit, uh, got out a little bit, if you're, uh, um, joining me now on Instagram, which nobody is, I can see that, but if you watch later, thank you for just jumping right in as I jumped right in and made a last minute decision to say, let's go live, we're gonna go live, anywho, where do I start, this week, this past week, oh my God, it just was the gift that kept on giving. First of all, on a side note, uh, in the second sec, in the, the third segment, we're going to talk about Tom Seaver who passed away, and I'm going to talk about uh, John Thomas, uh, who also passed away from head coach of Georgetown. I don't know either of them personally, but. Um, they touched a lot of people. They are icons in their respectable fields. Um, they're Big John. But we'll cover that in the third segment. Because I need, as I was going to start today's show off talking about Chauncey Billups and his delusions, if you will. Uh, but I decided because thanks to Stephen A. Smith, I must continue on a tirade in the path of race in the world. So, if you haven't heard, and you've been under a rock the last few days, uh, NBA Hall of Famer, former All-Star, two-time MVP, the Canadian sensation, the Canadian bacon himself, Steve Nash, uh, became the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. When I first saw this announcement, I said, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Not the same reason because Stephen A. Smith, more or less because here you have a team in Brooklyn that, in my opinion, is already going to be dysfunctional after what happened with some of the team coming to play in the bubble while some of the team chose to stay home, while the superstars stayed home and, voice, you know, talked from afar. I felt like, you know, that could create some type of animosity to the to guys who next year may not have as much playing time because Kyrie Irving's supposed to be healthy, Kevin Durant's going to be healthy. So what does that say to guys who did come and play in the bubble, sacrifice themselves? You know, they're not going to have that kind of playing time that they had this year. So, you know, I think it's going to create some animosity. Now, superstars in the NBA tend to hold more weight, so there's going to be a situation, you know, people will just play their role and just sit in the back seat. But here you got a team that's got Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Two superstars that are possibly the most sensitive men on the on the. Let me back up. The most sensitive people on the planet, and you're going to give them a guy who's never coached a professional game. Made a coach little league. You might have coached a high school. You might have coached AAU. Never coached a pro team in his life now yeah he's been around the game and he's the former pro but it, it, I'm, a, I'm here to tell you there is a large difference in being a player being an executive being a, just a guy that's with the squad versus being the head guy that leads them every day you can't slip up your life is under a microscope I'm here to tell you from the little level I coached at whether it was middle school or high school or Little League, players are watching you. They want to know if you know what you're talking about. They want to know, can you do it? They want to know, they want to make sure whatever you tell them, that you're doing the same. Like, you can't tell players you got a curfew and your ass is out. Like, it don't work that way. You can't tell players you need to live your life X, Y, Z while you out living with the devil. Like, it don't work that way. Players see you, the moment you show a crack, the player has you. So... We know Steve Nash to be in a, somewhat of a good leader for, for what he did with the Suns, what he did with Dallas. We're not going to talk about the Lakers years because he barely played. I see more highlights of him laying on the floor with the Lakers because of his back problems because Steve Nash towards the end of his career had terrible back issues. If I'm Brooklyn, why not try to hire a veteran, a guy who's not going to take any gruff from these vet Now, 
of course Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are going to green light this coaching decision because who wanna wanna who wouldn't wanna green light a buddy? Who wouldn't wanna green light somebody that they think is going to be a a a, a pushover, if you will. Oh, Steve Nash is gonna coach me? Huh. <laughs> Yeah, he can coach me. I respect what he has to say because he better not tell me nothing. Because if I want to take a 400 shots, I'm going to take 400 shots. If I want to sit on the bench and rest, I'm going to sit on the bench and rest. Because Steve Nash is not running this team. I'm really running this team. That I don't have my bullhorn to change my voice. But that's what I'm telling you these guys were thinking. That's exactly what Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant is thinking. But then there's Stephen A. Smith. Oh, Stephen A. Smith. The godfather, if you would know. The good uncle, (laughs) if you will, of what I'm currently doing right now, which is going ballistic on said here device. Uh, Stephen A. comes out on, I don't know if it was first take or wherever and goes, I don't like what I saw. This isn't right. This is clearly white privilege. This is disrespectful. This is clearly something in the air. Because Stephen has lost his mind. Stephen, this ain't white privilege, bro. Oh, wait, wait, back up. Never before does it uh, inexperience... Uh, do, do they hire a black man with no experience? Now, Steve got caught because everybody said, well, most recently you had Derek Fisher. Then, Magic Johnson. And it was a list of guys. Like, the list went on. But then he, he made up a good point. He came back. They did a little backtracking and he tried to save his butt because he wants to be, he, he has to have a relationship with some of these people. So he tried to save his butt, but he did make a good point. When Derek Fisher got the Knicks job, they gave him a terrible team. Terrible. I mean, horrible, like nightmare level. Like, you're moving into a house that has termites and roaches and bats don't live in the attic. They live in the kitchen. Like that's how bad of a team they gave him. When Mark Jackson took over the Warriors, they were rebuilding. They weren't ready. Steve, when Mark Jackson got to the Warriors, Steph Curry was not an all-star. Clay Thompson was still living at home with his parents and Draymond Green. I don't even know was a name. Like, I don't know if nobody knew he existed. Um, when Magic took over the Lakers, uh, that team, I don't even think, they didn't have Shaq or Kobe yet. Um, and I'm trying to think of some other guys. Oh, Jason Kidd. J- Jason Kidd was different. He took over the Nets, and they were, they gave them, he gave, they gave him aging players. Like, everybody was old. So, Stephen A's point is when they do decide to hire a black coach with no experience, it's normally on a team that's bad. And then if you're Mark Jackson, who went gets the team to 51 wins and then gets fired, as he's every year the team gets better with him. Every year the team gets better and better and better, and then he gets fired and you replace him with Steve Kerr. Now Steve Kerr looks like the man. Steve Kerr takes his team, wins the championships. When, like It was literally the team that Steve Kerr won with was like, it was the... Um, if you know football, it was a Tony Dungy situation. Tony Dungy built Tampa Bay. They fire him. John Gruden comes in. They win a Super Bowl. Literally with Tony Dungy's team. Like, he didn't change anything. So, is it possible that maybe it's not white privilege? But maybe it's just, I, I don't know what to call it. Maybe it's timing. I don't, I don't like to think that there's race in it. Especially in a game where there are more black head coaches than any other professional league in the world. So that's why I find it hard to believe that it's like, oh, there's more privilege. But, you know, because there's a lot of like, there's a lot of brothers that coach in the NBA. I don't know if there's as many as there were a couple of years ago. Does it seem like it now? But if there's any problem with basketball in hiring at the coaching scouting level, 
there may be the simple fact that there's too many guys from the Ivy Leagues that run the teams and who they tend to hire, guys who resemble them, guys who look like them, guys who, hey, pro, with them. And that may be the problem because baseball has that problem. Baseball has plenty of guys that are um, college Ivy League guys. There's no disrespect, all right? But what are they trained to do? They're trained, you know, they're, they they want guys that, oh, you know, who do they see? When I'm not going to lie. You go to these Ivy League schools, you probably see maybe a handful of brother, black guys. So I think that's what you don't have. You know, sports don't. They don't have the, you know, you don't really have too much of a everyday guy in sports or a guy who, you know, played, became an executive, and he'll hire a former teammate or he'll hire a former guy. Like, we don't see that as much because more and more analytics becomes more involved. The more and more the game becomes involved, People they want people who are going to be more responsible with their money. So, I don't know if it's white privilege. If you think it's white privilege, please Leave a comment. I will read it. If, you, if you're if you a friend of mine, you're probably going to text me. I'm fine with that. I need you to leave a comment. <laughs> All right? So, I think, I don't know if it's white privilege. I don't, I don't really think so. But I will say Steve Nash going to coach the Nets is a terrible idea. Everybody's going to think the Nets are a championship contender, not while Kyrie Irving is their point guard. I'm just going to say that. Um, is Kyrie Irving a great basketball player? Absolutely. One of the best. Come in this house right now and cook me up. Wouldn't even be a fair competition. But him playing against his peers, he is um, so far has been the cancer to more to more teams than he has been a help. Just saying. And the only success he's ever really had, LeBron was playing with him. Oh. Funny, we're going to segue to that. We're really going to segue to that in the third segment. Yes. Third segment is going to be a lot of fun, guys. But um, today's music, if you missed the cold open, which is weird, uh, today's music is by the one, the only DJ Chase of Worldwide Sounds. He uh, just released a new album called uh, Richard Spirit uh, with Johnny Floss, a Brooklyn artist. So congratulations. Download that now. Um, but we're going to play, we already played uh, the single Rich in Spirit uh, on, earlier. If you're listening on, if you're watching on IG, Instagram, or on YouTube, just come to the podcast, man, and you can hear the music. You can hear all the music. But we're going to get ready to cue it up. The Coffee Shop from the new DJ Chase album, Rich in Spirit. Uh, with uh, the Brooklyn artist um, Johnny Floss, and we're going to get it going right now, and we'll be back in the next episode. This is Downright Sports Radio. DJ Chase, DJ Chase, DJ Chase, DJ Chase. Uh huh. Johnny Floss. Jip. DJ Joe, legend has it, I'm a Brooklyn success story But remain humble and always seem to act accordingly And when I think, most of the time I think morally But now it's time to indulge and enjoy all my glory Married to the game and nah, she not my widow It's official, all that acting humble is out the window Yeah, I'm confident cause I know I'm one of the greats I punch like Lloyd Banks, the same charisma as Mace Plus sound use curses, so put me on live and I'll be ready for anybody for future verses Yeah, you know my bar's fluid So even if I'm Jada drunk I'ma still look fabulous while I'm doing it And who knows for how long Lyrics that give you the stink face Will never be frowned upon And I'm a dawn Ain't no way you could deny me Son and all you clowns Now y'all could get up off the potty No juice that creeping through my window Yeah, I peep game, homie Now you not low just show love, cause you can't deny the flow Cause these bars, woo, they explosive. explosive Who's that creeping through my window? Yeah, I peep game, homie, now you not low Just show love, cause you can't deny the flow And these bars, woo, they explosive Yo Legend has it that I'm never gon' slow up How I'm great for so long with no signs of rust I come through when it matters, yeah, I'm so clutch So when I get on cam, there's no choice but to strut Had enough, 
Nah, I'm just getting started Flow is hot, but my jewels, they keep me cold-hearted Yeah, I know I spend a lot But not even no Marion can tell you anything about this icebox I'm about to put this game in the knot Learned the ropes about the music Now it's time for me to trade stocks And I'm the type to learn on the spot So sleep if you want, I'll pull up on you And turn over all your cots Grown man, not a minor Signing off Johnny Floss, aka Mr. Clever One-liners And even though you know I'm the boss Don't forget my other alias Yeah, it's LL Cool Floss uh. Who's that creeping through my window? Yeah, I peep game, homie, now nah, you not low Just show love, cause you can't deny the flow Cause these bars, woo, they explosive. explosive Who's that creeping through my window? Yeah, I peep game, homie, now nah, you not low Just show love, cause you can't deny the flow And these bars, woo, they explosive Yeah, we are. Hey, everybody, if you listen on the podcast, we have returned and we are back, man. And a uh, um, little correction uh, from that last one. I don't even know. The the song I'm a, was corrected. I believe I wrote the wrong thing down, which happens. It happens. Live radio. Ain't nothing like it. And it cares. So the show was going to start, okay, with me destroying. Chauncey Billups. So the show doesn't start that way. It will come to the middle, though. So Chauncey Billups came out his face. It was posted earlier this week that Chauncey Billups felt some type of way that he is not a NBA Hall of Famer. And he used Allen Iverson as his comparison. And basically was like, well, AI lost in the first round, blah, 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 blah. And when I, I won a championship, blah, 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 blah. And when... Uh, AI went to Denver, they were uh, losing in the first round. When I went to Denver, we went to the Western Conference Finals. Blah, 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 Chauncey, <laughs> were you a good point guard? Yes. Were you a good leader? Yes. Are you a good point guard with other good players? Yes. One argument you used, Chauncey, that was a stupid argument, was, well, we beat the Lakers. He lost to the Lakers. You beat a Laker team, Mr. Billups. Yes. But you didn't play the Laker team that AI played. The the second year off of a Shaq and Kobe beating the Indiana Pacers, the, the new refueled Shaquille O'Neal who's averaging 30 plus points in the finals Kobe Bryant with, with no reckless just reckless abandon the afro getting to the rack doing what he wanted um, Rick Fox was full of vigor and energy Derek Fisher was full of vigor and energy who else was on that team uh, Robert Ory um, uh, uh, crap I'm trying to throw out names uh, Tyron Lue as he was getting stepped over top of you ain't got no highlights like that and that that Laker team was just ready. Nobody was beating the Lakers from 2000 to 2003. I'm here to tell you that right now. No one, not a soul. You could go dig up whoever you want. You could have put together whoever you felt like. Give me LeBron. Give me D Wade. Give me Chris Bosh. That Laker team will smoke them. Give me uh, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. Smoke. Give me the Golden State Warriors. Smoke. Give me. Kevin Durant on Golden State, smoke. Line them up. They were getting beat. 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 They were People were losing. Losing bad. I'll tell you how bad people were losing. The, when they won their third championship, they swept the Brooklyn Nets. 
swept. The Brooklyn Nets went on to the championship the next year and went six or seven games with the Spurs. Spurs are great. Spurs got five rings. Tim Duncan gets five. And he still went six games with that Brooklyn team. The same Brooklyn team, mind you, that the Lakers swept and looked like a joke. When the Lakers came into town before 2004, you weren't touching them. And Chauncey, the only reason why you guys won that series was because Shaq and Kobe were done. That that partnership was finished. They had an old Carmelo. They had an old Gary Payton. And the, the roster was just depleted. And that's the only reason. You we never you went back to the finals and played the Spurs and lost. And you never went back after that. Quite frankly. Now, AI never went back to the finals after that neither. So we're going to keep this between you. We're going to keep this between the two of you. Allen Iverson, NBA MVP, check. Multiple time All-Star. I'm talking 10, check. Chauncey, you went to the All-Star game three times. Uh, All-Star MVP, two times for Mr. Allen Iverson. Allen I- Chauncey Billups, you're the most, the, the, your career high in points scored is 34. Allen Iverson scored 55 times. Five times. So five times he beat your career high. Don't sit and tell me Allen Iverson is not a Hall of Famer or that you deserve to be in the same class of Allen Iverson. You may have a championship, sir, but so does a lot of people. That mean, So that means Steve Kerr in the same conversation as uh, Michael Jordan? That means Steve Kerr. That means uh, who, who got championships that just be sitting around? There's a lot of guys that got rings that don't make them a Hall of Famer. Kurt Schilling, we got two. Kurt Schilling ain't no Hall of Famer. Kurt Schilling's a good pitcher. He ain't a Hall of Famer. He had some good games. But just because you had one good game don't make you a Hall of Famer. And I think the fact you're not in the Hall of Fame makes me happy because at one point the NBA looked like they were putting everybody in the damn Hall of Fame. I'm not 100% sure T-Mac's a Hall of Famer. The guy never got out the first round. Now, the argument always comes down to well, how much of his team? He didn't have a good team. You're Tracy McGrady. You can win one playoff series by yourself. It's the NBA. In basketball, one guy can do it one time. Allen Iverson. Oh, wow. It's funny I should say that because, you know, by AI, by himself, took the team to the finals, beat the Lakers in one game, shocked the world. No, What? And I, I love this argument because when AI took that team to the finals, he led the league in scoring around 33 points. His next leading scorer was Aaron McKee with eight points. After that was McKinley Matumbo with seven. Chauncey, when you went to the finals, you had Rip Hamilton, Rashid Wallace, Ben Wallace, um, Anthony McDice, Prince, I can't remember his first name. You had uh, Larry Hunter, Lindsey Hunter, great backup point guard. You had the great uh, Larry Brown as your head coach. Could you imagine if Larry Brown had half of that talent when he took AI, when AI and went to the finals? Give Allen Iverson Rashid Wallace. Give Allen Iverson Rip Hamilton. Give Allen Iverson Ben Wallace. Shoot. Give him, you know what I'm saying? You had a squad, dog. And you got your ring. You're one. <laughs> and then never went back after that. And you know what Jordan says? You get lucky and win one. You want to win another one. Win two to show me that you did what you know what you're talking about. Chauncey, you're not a Hall of Famer. I'm here to tell you. I don't have a vote, but you're not a Hall of Famer. If we took 10 point guards to draft in the history of this game, you ain't being talked about. Allen Iverson is talked about in the top. There's conversations. Is he in the top 10 of all time? Not top 15. Not top 20. Not top 50. Top 10. The conversation goes, mm, AI may be there. Mm, people can make an argument to put AI there. Nobody's making an argument, Chauncey, to put you anywhere. You, in the history of the game, are a reserve point guard at best. There were more point guards that were more talented, more gifted than you were as far as getting on that court and getting it done. I am roasting you right now, and I feel the vigor. (laughs) Hell, I take Tony Parker over you. Yeah. You got Steve, uh, Steph Curry. 
check. Steve Nash, check. Um, J- Jason Kidd, check. The brain's not well right now. It's too early. I just named three, four point guards that go over you. I take some of the young boys today. Um, Damian Lillard, uh, Russell Westbrook, um, uh, Rajon. I take Rajon Rondo over you. Honestly, honest. Be fair. You got. You got. I'm gonna let this one go. Anyway, we're gonna come back to him Thursday. We're gonna wrap the show up. Put it all together and uh, put a nice bow on it. Uh, I told you today's music is all by the one, the only DJ Chase, if you will. And um, we're going to throw in some more DJ Chase. This one, I don't know what this one Let's surprise everybody with this one. I'm not going to play the whole part because it's really long. We're going to cut it short, but um, yeah, we're going to wrap the show up. Uh, this is Downright Sports Radio. You can If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, subscribe today. Leave a comment. Leave a like. Give me five stars or give me four stars. Give me one star. Just tell me that you're listening. That's all I care about. And uh, if you listen on any other platform, just hit the like button, become a and subscribe. And um, if you're watching on IG, hit uh, hit us up um, and leave a comment. Even though I can see who's watching on IG. So if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. All right, this is Downrange Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Do you want to do, 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 do. DJ Chase, that digital. 
DJ. I'm leaving my pants on your side. Cause I'm kinda going with someone. So sound like a real man to me. Mind if I turn on the radio. Hey everybody, <clears throat> we are back. This is the third segment. We're gonna wrap this one up. Uh, as we whew, uh, conclude the show today, uh, if you listened, thank you for listening. Uh, appreciate it. I'm getting up real early to do this one. Um, La, Jay Williams of ESPN of Duke fame, uh, great Duke basketball player. I was a fan of Jay. He got drafted by Chicago. Career was cut short, unfortunately. Then Jay Williams uh, has become a talking figurehead. And sometimes Jay Williams makes me do this. If you're watching, I turn my head. <laughs> he makes me go, hmm. Hmm. Really, Jay? That's what you think? Jay Williams basically came out this week and was like, so when uh, when LeBron played for uh, the Miami Heat, he um, he was Scottie Pippen. Who? Who was Jordan? Oh, D-Wade, oh, oh, what, huh, I know for LeBron's entire history, he is tied to the great Michael Jordan, <laughs> never knew he was tied to Scotty, but it's not LeBron, we'll touch on it another day, <sighs> oh, this one's got me flexed, flexed, there's no way in the world that you could compare those Miami Heat teams to the Chicago Bulls teams. Two reasons. D-Wade and LeBron are two alphas. They were A and B. Scotty knew he was Jordan's sidekick. If he didn't, he was delusional as ever. There's not a person on this planet that would have looked at Scotty Pippen and said, you know what? You know, without Jordan, Scotty would be clearly the man. Nobody thought that. <laughs> they said with Scott, with Jordan, you know, Scotty's pretty good. With Jordan, nobody looked at the Miami Heat and goes, you know, LeBron ain't crap without Wade. LeBron needed Wade. LeBron needs help. Because LeBron is a Magic Johnson more than he is a Jordan. Still two very good compliments. <laughs> Magic is considered one of the top three greatest players of all time. LeBron may have surpassed him because LeBron is in the top greatest of all time. Like, top. There's no number. He's in the top. Scottie Pippen is in the top 50 greatest players of all time. He may be in the top 20. Defensively, he's all-time great because Scotty was a great defensive player. If you want to compare LeBron to Scotty in defense, you could do that. But Jay Williams, I'm here to tell you right now, LeBron has never, ever in his career been anybody's sidekick or Scotty Pippen. Does he need help? Yes. Did he need help? Yes. But the help he gets, just like Batman, Batman goes out, seeks help. Because he's tired of getting jumped every day in the alley. So he gets a Robin. He gets another Robin. He gets Batgirl. He gets Nightwing. He gets whomever. But Batman is the man. LeBron James was and always was the man. Here's why the comparison was stupid. The six championships that the Bulls won together, Scottie Pippen has zero NBA Finals MVPs. <laughs> Enough said. In the two championships that the Miami Heat won, LeBron has all the Finals MVPs. Enough said. The MVP award, in some degree, now, not in all cases. Sometimes guys have great games, like Andre Iguodala won the MVP on the Golden State Warriors. Why? Because that was more of a collaboration of a group of guys. But when you have a team led by this guy, LeBron James, it was clear LeBron James is the best player on that team. Did he need Wade? Maybe. He needed another score because he never had it in Cleveland. So Wade was his Wade vain thing was his Scotty, not the other way around. Jay Williams, the fact that you came out your face and said that, and LeBron's response is priceless because LeBron's like, I don't care what he has to say, and then he said something else. But Jay Williams, there are times where some now you are a great player and you 
cook me again. You will cook me. That's why I am a sports critic behind the mic. So I'm going to criticize you as I burn you. Don't you ever open your mouth again and say no foolishness like that. You hear me? <laughs> Don't you ever come out your mouth and call LeBron James, Scottie Pippen to D-Wade, or ever, ever utter a dumb statement like that. Boy, woof. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Seriously. Seriously, what is wrong with you? That is, mm, that was bad, Jay Williams. That was really bad. All right, so let's make this one. We're going to change it up a little bit um, and make this quick. This past week, uh, we lost two, um, we lost a lot of people. I think last, uh, the week before last, we lost Chadwick Bowman. I think I talked about that. But the week went into us losing Tom Seaver, uh, baseball great pitcher. Uh, Tom Seaver, Tom Terrific, if you will. We got his start with the New York Mets, uh, won the World Series in 1969 with the Mets, went back to the series in 1973 with the Mets, and ended up crying when he had to leave the Mets. The Mets would ultimately trade him to Cincinnati, and he was in tears. He didn't want to leave the Mets. He loved playing there, and I don't, the Mets had to do it for financial reasons and try to get the team rebuilt and stuff like that. But he would go into Cincinnati. He would go on with the White Sox, the Red Sox. Um, he would win 300 games. He was uh, clearly, without a question, for a period of time, was in a different category. You don't get a name like terrific if you're not a beast, if you're not one of the top pitchers of your time. I personally... Never saw Tom Seaver play because it was way before my time. And I want to say he retired um, just before I was born. Uh, we're looking at it here. So, uh, Seaver born November 17th. Wow. Um, 1944. He passed away August 31st, 2000. He was 75. He did suffer from dementia, um, which is a terrible disease. My family has faced it multiple times and it's horrible. Uh, he was drafted from uh, the University of Southern California, uh, actually by the Braves in the first round. And then he, I think he went back to college. But uh, if you look here, what are we looking at? What are we looking at here? Um, yeah, Seaver. He, oh, crazy. So Seaver pitched his last game. I was four, three, I was three months old, four months old. Pitched his last game September 19, 1968, um, against the Toronto, uh, the Tampa Bay, uh, Blue Jays. How about that? Went to the Hall of Fame in 1992. Uh, got some of the highest votes at the time until Rivera and Ken Griffey Jr. came along and just surpassed everybody. His full name was George Thomas Seaver. So, you know, there you go there. The nickname is uh, Tom Terrific or The Franchise. Anytime your nickname is The Franchise, <laughs> Chauncey Bullops, let me, let me let you hear this right here. If your name is The Franchise, that, sir, is a Hall of Famer. Um, rookie of the Year, three-time Cy Young Award winner, 12-time All-Star, Three-time ERA title winner, so Tom is you know he was a he was the beast. He was the ace of his staff. He's a guy you which you would say you could give him the ball and he's going to do the job. So um, you know to his family, we wish them the best and um, you know he's on the better you know he's on to a better place and he know he doesn't have to suffer through that terrible disease anymore and um, you know that's actually a good thing. And he definitely doesn't have to deal with the, the crap we got to go on with today. And um, the other big icon, and uh, real big icon, uh, former Georgetown head coach, um, John Tompkins, the, uh, the second, I want to say, uh, passed away. Big John, if you will. He was, this one's a little different for me because I remember Big John when I started watching sports as a young kid because we all Georgetown became like Georgetown was swag. You know what I'm saying? Cause Georgetown and college sports had a black head coach and for college basketball, all you saw was, you know, you saw white guys a lot, but then you had big John at Georgetown and everybody had the Georgetown G's Georgetown's like a traditionally all white school, but John made Georgetown like black, even though they had all white guys. Um, the, the the basketball team had had black guys, 
but the schools are white, and you thought I thought Georgetown was a historical black college because of Big John, um, from D.C., born in 1941, um, September 2nd, just was about to celebrate a birthday. Uh, he was six he ten, big guy. You hear that voice, and his voice was deep. He actually played in the NBA. Was drafted. He played at Providence. So he stayed on the East Coast. Uh, was drafted. In 1964, in the third round, uh, 25th pick, he played for Boston. He was actually Bill Russell's backup point guard. Uh, but where he made his impact was in coaching. Clearly, he's the first black head coach in college basketball to win a national championship. Back when the Big East was the Big East, the Big East had Georgetown, Syracuse, Providence, um, Connecticut. I'm going to leave out teams. Just but. Um, Boston College. Basically, they had a bunch of Catholic schools, it felt like, and um, he was in the center of it. He went to three finals. Won one, but went to three. Uh, the guy, the names of guys he coached are who's who. Patrick, um, crap, I can't think of his name. <laughs> Alonzo Mourning, Mikembe Matumbo, and Allen Iverson. And I'm, I'm sure there's more, but he was... He was the big man guru because he was a big man. He could talk to a big man. He can get into their minds. And from all the stories I've heard all week, he was a father figure to so many players. Allen Iverson came out and said, he saved my life. Alonzo Mourning echoed that. He saved my life because he was, from all the stories, he was trying to turn boys into men. And not to mention, he was trying to take a lot of young black men and make them recognize how the world sees you and how you need to be seen in this world. And you need to carry yourself X, Y, Z versus carrying yourself negatively. There's a big story where he tried to go out and get the, he tried to go find the most, the infamous drug dealer from uh, D.C., Rafa Edmonds. He went looking for him because D.C. was that bad in the 80s. He like was like, Yo, let's go find this guy. Uh... His career, what a career. Uh, 596 wins and 239 losses. That's a 700 record. Like, you can't beat that, kids. You can't. He coached the Olympics. Uh, they won bronze. He coached in 1988. Uh, he was the head coach of the men's team. He made the Hall of Fame in 2006. Um, he has a national championship in 1984. He's a three-time Big East Coach of the Year. I'm uh, looking, 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 looking. He's got two NBA championships. How about that? He retired in 1999. His son eventually would take over and coach the team for a while. And now Patrick Ewan is coaching the team. Why? Because he got the blessing. So, Big John, Tom Seaver, you guys will be missed, man. Legends. The older they get, they they start becoming legends. And then the stories live on through others. And then they become legendary because the stories change and grow every year. Um, hopefully this show does. So thank you all for listening and watching. Uh, it's been fun. We'll be back. Uh, we won't be back next week. No, I'm going out of town. I'm, uh, on assignment, if you will. But the show that started it all downright sports on YouTube does return, um, the 16th on YouTube. So check it out. It's going to be a special one. That show is, I'm revamping the whole show. Hopefully Everything I'm planning in my head, I can make happen. So let's get ready. And uh, we're going to have some fun with that. Uh, once again, go out today and get DJ Chase's uh, new album. You don't have to go out. You just download it. Uh, Richard Spirit, uh, him and Johnny Floss, uh, Brooklyn artist, put together a magnif- uh, the, the, uh, a good masterpiece. Um, so go support independent artists because that's what music is at. Everybody's like, Drake's going to go independent. Well, Chase's been doing it forever. So go support Chase. And without him, this podcast wouldn't be here. You guys have fun. Be safe. Put your mask on. And uh, wash your hands. Wash your hands. And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. And uh, as always, deuces.
Quinoa. <laughs> Bitch, you know the side. World motherfucking wide. The motherfucking saga continues. All hell and all the moving in the real gangster shit. Cause when it comes to the real niggas, it makes the shit that much harder to deal with. Yeah, I'm fucking lost in this motherfucker. Black mafia for life. His name is Jay. the real niggas for life. <laughs> Yo, sweet talk. Tell them what the fuck we here for. <laughs> well, alright, y'all. USC. Captain. Watch. New woods all across the motherfucking USC. They know I walk through the valley of real niggas. I should be no man or no motherfucking plan. Cause I've been to the mountaintop, y'all. And I done seen through the eyes of a real nigga. Yo, what you think about the real niggas, 187? Yo, they make some of the
wild, wild west. A state that's untouchable like Elliot Ness. The track hits your eardrum like a slug to your chest. Pack a vest for your Jimmy in the city of sex. We that sunshine state where the bomb ass hemp be. The state where you never find a dance floor empty and pimps be. On a mission for them greens. Lean, mean, money making machines, serving beans. I've been in the game for 10 years making rap tunes. Ever since honeys was wearing fast soon, now it's 95 and they clock me and watch me diamond shining, looking like a robbed Liberace. It's all good, from Diego to the Bay. Your city is the bomb if your city making pain. Don't your finger if you feel the same way. Straight putting it down for California, yeah. West Coast. Shit in reverse, 
my drink in my cup and my strap in my lap. See, ain't nothing but the G form bumping in my tree zone. Hey, whatever you say. Jace, you act DJs need to fall back. Oh yeah.